Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. Because he lives, we shall live tomorrow. Amen. Because he died and he rose again. Whatever happens to us, we can rise again. We can rise again. Whatever the devil does to us, we can rise again. Whatever kind of destruction the devil has planned or already brought into your life, we can rise again by the same spirit of life. Hallelujah. By the spirit of resurrection. By the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. (coughs) What more do we need? Nothing more we need. Actually, we have received all things. We have received everything that we can ever need. Happy, blessed Easter. Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. 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 We were just reading Romans 8, 11, And I was just telling, years ago, we were in Germany in a conference. And I just drilled Romans 8, 11 into people. I just drilled it into people. And the pastor's wife, family member, was sick in the hospital doctors had given up, he was about to die, and he actually died. But by the word of God, by the revelation from the word of God, the revealed word of God, Romans 8, 11, by the revealed word of God, that which we sent from Germany into the spiritual world, through the spiritual world, into this body that had died already in the hospital, by that word he rose from the dead. In a different continent. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you today, there is no distance in the spirit. Today, as you receive that revelation of resurrection, as you receive that assurance of the resurrection of Jesus, as you remember each and every day, he is born. He is born not only in that manger, he is born inside of you. When you received him, he was born inside of you. So actually, every day of our life is a Christmas life. Because every day we remember that Jesus was born inside of us, revealed inside of us, revealed inside of us, born when we took him as our Lord, as our Savior. Hallelujah. And every day we should celebrate Easter. Every day we should celebrate Pentecost. Why? Because Easter means he rose from the dead. So inside of us, that resurrection power, he put it inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With his whole power, with his whole presence and anointing, he's living inside of us. Because of that, this resurrection power is working in our lives. That's why our mortal body every day is being renewed. Every day is being resurrected. Every day is being strengthened. By his Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Retente. Whatever the devil wants to do, no chance. No chance. When we take that stand of saying, hey, Jesus died. Jesus rose from the dead. Inside of me, everything happened. The resurrection even happened inside of me. In my life, his resurrection power is working anytime. Did you know, Romans 6, uh, 6 verse 3, that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father? By the glory of the Father? And in the same way as he was raised from the dead by the glory, 
by the Spirit, by the presence of the Father. In the same way, Paul is challenging us that we should walk in newness of life. We can walk in a completely new life because he was raised from the dead by the glory, the presence, the doxa, the presence, the power, that heavy weight, the shekinah, by the glory of God, by the spirit of God, he was raised from the dead. We can experience it in our lives every day. (laughs) I tell you, we need it many times. Sometimes we need it physically. Sometimes we need it emotionally. Sometimes even, I hope, we don't need, but some people sometimes even need it spiritually. So if you feel that spiritually you are going down, you celebrate his resurrection as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, the same way we should walk in newness of life. In a new life, in a different life, in a heavenly life, in a spiritual life. No longer flesh, no longer emotions, no longer the soul pulling us down. We live in a different life, newness of life. Heaven life, resurrection life, power life, power life power life, angels of God, even at our command, because he rose inside of us, he lives inside of us, the angels became the ministering spirits, because we house him, the angels are there to minister for us, who are the heirs of salvation, what a totally different life, we have been raised from the dead, by the glory of the father, just like Jesus, just like Jesus. And I want to see with you Luke chapter 24. Where will we start? It's very interesting. We will start in 23. Um, verse 55. And the women who had come with him, with Jesus, from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. The women followed after and observed the tomb, and observed the body. I don't know what happened to the men. Sorry. Actually, I got a lady's school message today, what to do. Maybe some of you gents, you need to um, honor your wives a little bit more, and respect them a little bit more, and understand them a little bit more. We will come to these teachings also. See, we are co-heirs of the grace of God. No, We are weaker vessels, what to do. We are weaker vessels, but if you don't honor us as co-heirs of salvation, even your prayers would be hindered. What to do? What to do? So these women here, they followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils. And they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment, but they prepared whatever they could still do for Jesus. For their beloved Jesus, that was the only thing that in their mind was possible for them to do for him now. So whatever they could, they did for him. But see what happened. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them, what to do? Certain, but it's in italics. So it says other women in italics. So maybe certain there might have been everybody, some, some gents mixed also what to do. But here, 
the translators put other women in italics. They added it there themselves. Mm. Certain other women with them. So probably from the grammar, you can find out if it was male or female. We will check that. With them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Yeah, hallelujah. When they, with all their preparations, with all their heart of wanting to do something for Jesus, when they came and had such a negative expectation, there's a big stone, who will roll it away from us, for us, how can we go in there? We want to minister to him, at least our last love, our last service we want to show him, but there's so many obstacles. You know, many times, especially for the ladies, we want to love Jesus, we want to serve Jesus, but there's so many obstacles. Sometimes the gents put some obstacles. Sometimes the churches put some obstacles. See, sometimes, no, the women be silent in the congregation. I very much agree that we need to be under male authority. I very much agree to that. A rebellious woman should not get a pulpit. Definitely not. A woman who rebels against the husband, against the leaders, should definitely not put that spirit on any other people, 100%. But a woman who understood the, um, how to say, the order of God, no, Christ, the head, then the husband, then the wife, no, a woman who understands that the husband has been made head for her also, a woman who submits to godly authority, a wise woman who builds her house and who prays for the husband so that the husband can rise up in that godly authority. Such a woman, why not? There's neither male nor female in the body of Christ. Amen? So, they thought there's a, such a stone. How can we show our love to Jesus? How can we, how can we do something for Jesus? You know how many women are asking us that? We have the one-month lady school and when they go back home, what to do? My pastor doesn't allow me. What to do? We cannot do anything. I tell them, okay, there's a church with one pulpit and with one microphone. Why you need it? You know how many people are out there that need the resurrection message, that need the Jesus message? How many sick people are in the hospital? How many broken families are there? When you go shopping, you just ask the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost speak to you. Let the gifts of the Spirit flow to the people. Do you need that one microphone on that one pulpit? Why? You go out to the lost sheep. You bring them in. You minister. You serve there. You serve Jesus by running after the lost sheep because that's what the good shepherd does. No? He leaves the 99 and he runs after the one. So that's what we are telling our ladies when there's no opportunity inside the church. So what? There's a whole big world. A whole big world that needs Jesus. And you know, once the pastor finds out what? She's bringing souls, huh? Really people get saved through her, huh? People get healed through her. Then slowly they will say, what happened? How you do that? Why you do that? Okay, I will allow some of, of my other church members to go with you. Okay, you teach all of us how to do that. Okay, you come and teach us even maybe from the pulpit someday. I don't know. See, in my church, my AG church, I got the microphone to translate for other pastors, but never for myself to minister in any way. It didn't matter to me. I used to go out and evangelize, 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 and bring people, bring people. Didn't matter if they allow me to preach or not. See, these ladies, they were thinking, what to do? The big stone is there. Who will roll it away for us? But you know what happened? Hmm. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. 
All the expected obstacles were already taken away. How? By an earthquake and by an angel. Amen? God already did it. Why? Because God saw their heart. God saw their heart. And God revealed to them very powerfully. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them, stood by them in shining garments. <laughs> they were so shocked. <gasps> what happened to our Jesus? The body is gone. Somebody stole him. What happened? And two men, two angels no, in shining garments just suddenly stood by them. <laughs> when you run after Jesus, you will have all the angel experiences. You have, will have all the experiences of all the obstacles that you expect they are already gone. They are already rolled away. There is an open way for you. Amen. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. A way in the wilderness. He will open the way. He is Baal Perazim. He is the God of breakthrough. He is the God who makes a way where there is no way. He is the God who goes before you. Hallelujah. He knew. He knew these ladies are coming. With all their heart, with their spices, with the ointment, with everything they prepared. With all their heart, to, they came to cry and to give their last love. But God had greater plans. I don't know what are your plans. Maybe you are planning for the last little bit of thing that you can do for Jesus. He will try with your last breath, with your last energy. Can I tell you, God has planned and prepared much greater things than what you could have imagined. Hallelujah. The two men stand as they were perplexed. Then, as they were afraid, first they were perplexed, confused. What happened? Where is he? <gasps> Who are these two men? Shiny garments. Now they were afraid. <laughs> See, as you want to serve Jesus, all these emotions will come. Amen. All the confusions, all the fear will come. But because he sees your heart, he sends angels, he sends messengers. In any way, whatever way he chooses, he will strengthen you. He will put you on the right path. The only thing you need to show your heart, we want to go to him, we want to serve him. That's all. Then he takes care of the rest. As they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? That's the word I got for today. Why do you seek the living among the dead? It is like a rebuke. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. But see, he had to remind them of his words. The angels had to remind even this loving woman of his words. That is why. We love tongue-talking, we love all the manifestations, we love whatever the Holy Ghost does, but the number one, remember the word. The number one, the foundation, the sure prophecy, the real strong foundation is the word of God. So here the angels had to remind them of the word that he spoke to them. Please, whatever you do, wherever you go, always remember the word. Let the word be the strongest thing in your life. Let it go into your ear day and night. 
Let it go into your spirit day and night. Use the audio Bibles how easy it is nowadays. Let the word be your foundation. See, when they remembered, then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Huh. Peter had cancelled himself. You know that, no? By three times denying Jesus, Peter had cancelled himself. Hmm. To all the rest also. Mehente, Bruhoshampa, Mohon Nerebese. Why do you seek the living among the dead? You know the word that hit me very strongly today as the scripture came. Times are very, very serious. The devil is wantingly, willingly destroying food supply on the whole planet. Many prophets prophesied a famine coming. It is not that God could not feed his people, that God could not supply. It is that people block the supplies. It's a man-made disaster, a man-made famine. But unless we rise up and walk in miracles, it will come over the world. Unless we rise up and rebuke the works of the devil, these famines and all these things will happen. So why do you seek the living among the dead? A great part of Christianity is still seeking the living Jesus among the dead. Seeking the living Jesus among the dead. You know how I found Jesus? I was seeking Jesus from my childhood. As a small child, I used to stand at the window, especially on Good Friday, look outside German climate, many times big clouds and everything. Sometimes there was a uh, storm and snow and rain, whatever, no? And always I thought, how much God is angry that people killed his son. I always used to think like that, no? I always used to look out of the window, stand there hours and hours, small, before school even. Small girl thinking, what happened? God must be very angry. So what happened? Okay, he rose, but that was long ago. He went to heaven. Now we cannot see him. <laughs> that was what I thought. Nah? That's why I was seeking him in the churches. I was seeking him in different churches, in services, and even just in the buildings. In Spain and France, many times I went into the cathedrals. I would just sit, Montmartre, or many other churches, I would just be sitting there, the garden tomb, Jerusalem, many places, I would just sit there and seek Jesus, really search God. But I was searching for him among the dead, not among the living. You know how I found Jesus? I found Jesus when my mother gave me a tape from women's igloo. What to do? Women's igloo again, the ladies. <laughs> The ladies, they had one month, um, every month, some meeting where they invited a woman to testify how she found Jesus. And it was just a hall, and they would give biscuits or whatever kind of stuff, and tea and juice and whatever. It would be a get-together with some worship and with one testimony. And it was for believers to invite unbelievers. So my mother gave me the tape. I was interested, so I went there one time. You know, I didn't find Jesus among the dead. I didn't find him in the normal churches. I found him among the living. Amen. That means I found him among those who had received him into, his, into their heart. I found him among those who received him into their spirit. Amen. I found him among the living. 
And then it was still a struggle, no, to be born again. What is this? These people are crazy. They close their eyes and they lift their hands. What is this? Oh, they are dangerous. They're a cult in Germany. They, they say born again people are dangerous. They are not Catholics or Lutherans. Oh, no. So it was a struggle. But I found him. Not among the dead. I found him among the living. I found him, hallelujah, among those who had him living in their heart. And you know what touched me most? The love and the acceptance. Two things touched me. Number one, they were normal people. They all had their normal family problems. They all had their struggles. They were all just normal people. But I could see in them that they had a foundation. I could see in them that they were not desperate and hopeless and fearful and tense and worried and whatever kind of thing than other people would be. I could feel this foundation in them. They asked for prayer, they went for prayer, they told their problem, but they were different. Amen. Number one, that foundation in midst of problems, I could feel it as an unbeliever, not born again person. I could feel that, that there is something living. There is something more than I have found in any other place, any other church. And number two was the love of God. The unconditional love, you know. These people just accepted me. They just received me. They were just happy that I came there. They didn't look at how I'm dressed or how I behave and how I speak. They didn't look at any of that. Just they received me with the love of God. So these two things, by these two things, by seeing the foundation in their life and by feeling the love of God in their life, I found Jesus among the living. The kingdom of God is here. It is in us. It is among us. The kingdom of God means righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It means demons are being cast out. It is in us. It is among us. Why do still so many people, including believers, including Christians, including born-again people, seek him among the dead instead of seeking him among the living? What are the dead? I'm very sorry to tell you there's no in-between. What did Jesus tell the Pharisees? You are of the, your father, the devil. The Pharisees, they were the most intellectual, highest studied people. They knew the scriptures like nobody else. But they had not received God as father. They do the long prayers as a pretense and they devour widows' houses. All such kinds of horrible things. Outside beautiful and white, inside whitewashed tombs, no? Inside full of dead men's bones. How many strong words, wipers, how brood of wipers. What strong words Jesus used for those among whom many times, even today, people seek the living. They seek Jesus among the dead. Even today, among the dead in religious gatherings, among the not born again people, they cannot find the living God among those who have not been born again. Our job is now more serious than ever before. Times are very serious. This is the time of greatest end time harvest. This is the time where people, amen. This is the time where people will be seeking God like never before. 
Yes, Manto. This is the time where all the things that can be shaken will be shaken. All the things that can be shaken will be shaken. This is the time. So people will be shaken. People will look for the living one. Why do you look for the living one among the dead? So even in churches, people go and nicely fulfill their religious duty. They go and nicely try to worship God. Like I used to go to churches, to temples, to wherever I could think God might be present. But that was not the life of God. I found that life of God in that place where they testified and worshipped and tried to show the living one to other people. Today is our time to show the living Savior to many, many, many other people. Why? It's a rebuke. The angels rebuke them. Why do you seek the living among the dead? How much longer will you seek the living among the dead? In this year, some of you will have to change churches. You need to ask God because you are so hungry and so desperate. I want to serve Jesus like these women. You come with your spices, you come with your anointing oil, you want to do something for Jesus. But you don't find him among the dead. So you need to seek him among the living. You just be open, let God guide you because your life comes. Each and every one of us, our lives are so important for the end time harvest of souls. Each and every one of us can reach people that others could not reach. Each and every one of us has a harvest that would spoil, you know that? It would spoil. It would fall to the earth and spoil, be destroyed, be wasted if we don't take it. Life is so serious. We play around even with Christianity. We play around with the anointing. It's not a thing to play around with. It's the heart of God crying for souls to find salvation. Crying for souls not to go to hell but to come to heaven. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. Some people think, what a defeat, what he was delivered, what he was hanged on that cross, what a defeat, what the religion is that, what the weak God. Some people think like that. But by the spirit, you will know, and by the word, you will know. Jesus said, no one takes my life away from me. I myself give my life. I give my life. I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to take it again. I give my life. Hallelujah. For the salvation of many, 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 many. Hallelujah. Jesus gave his life for salvation, for salvation, for salvation. Why you seek the living among the dead? Seek the living. Carry the living. Bring the living. Bring the living among the dead. See, it was in a in a very dead church, but this group of living ones, the ones that had Jesus living in them, the ones that had the desire to reach the lost, they rented a place in the dead church building. They rented a place and they had salvation there. It was easier because people will not fear, okay, it's inside the church, it will not be a weird thing. No? So God will give you the wisdom 
where to do. Some people, the business people, they had uh, meetings in the hotels, in uh, expensive places now. Other people, they had their meetings inside the churches. Others have it inside the houses. The Holy Ghost will show you how to do, where to go, how to get your harvest. Amen. So they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Johanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. Did you see these women went and told about the resurrection to the apostles. In Matthew, no? The women, oh John, sorry. The women the, were told by the angel to go and to tell to the disciples, to the apostles. The women were sent to preach the resurrection to the men. That's why the devil in so many cultures, in so many nations, in so many denominations does not allow the women. Why? Because by the angel, they were sent to preach the resurrection. See here, ah, these women, they're just talking. The apostles themselves thought like that. Women, you know, women, they always talk now what to do with women. Their words seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them. How sad it is still happening today. But you know what happened? But Peter arose. At least Peter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At least Peter arose. Hallelujah. And ran to the tomb and stooped down. He saw the linen clo clothes lying by themselves and he departed, marveling to himself what had, had, had happened. And then the Emma's story and everything. See, Peter, at least he ran and he saw and he marveled and he thought. But the women, they were told by the angel the word of God and they remembered the word of God. And they acted upon it. And then both of them came together. Both of them came together. Yonggi chose church, the biggest church in the world. You know how it became so big? When one time God told him, the body of Christ is paralyzed because you only use men for the ministry. But men have to give their energy to feed the family. They have to work for Pharaoh. They have to spend eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, how much per day giving their energy to the system of the world to feed the family. The women are at home. The women have more time to pray. The women have more time to read the Bible. So God told them, like a very revolutionary thing, let the women have the home groups. Let the women lead the groups. Of course, not the rebellious ones. Please understand that. Never the rebellious ones. But because they have more time. They have more time to go into the spirit because of that. And then as the churches grow, as the home groups grow, many of the men could resign their jobs in the world and could go more into giving time for the things of the Spirit, and they could become the leaders. That's what we want. Actually, we want the male, the man's authority over us. We don't want to be the women, the one pushing everything. We don't want to be like that. We want to have the man's authority over us. You know, I used to go in Germany to the pastors, and cry to them and tell them, please give me a covering. Please don't make me a Jezebel. <laughs> so strong, don't make me a Jezebel. Please give me a covering. I have a zeal, I want to go. I want to preach, I want to go to this nation. I want to go to the hospitals. I want to go to the slum areas. Please cover me. 
Pastor, I want to go to the jails. I want to preach here. I want to preach there. Please cover me. So I would, would go and tell them. And that day, we go to evangelize there. I go to evangelize. I prayed for at least one person to come with me. Sometimes I couldn't find anybody. Sometimes I found at least one person. So I had that zeal. But we desire that leadership over us. So the entire body of Christ, if we stop seeking him among the dead and seeking him among the living, there will be a very big transformation in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. If we learn to esteem one another higher than ourselves, if we understand what happened to us, did you know what happened to us? Because at least even among the living, even the churches who believe in the resurrection, even there, how far do they go into the heart of God, into the plan of God? You know what is the heart of God and the plan of God? Not only why you seek the, um, the living among the dead. Mm. Forty days, Acts 1, 40 days, Jesus presented himself with infallible proofs, being seen by them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. 40 days after being raised from the dead, still Jesus was teaching and preaching. Still he was with them. Hallelujah. And when he was taken up to heaven, what was it, were the last commands? Go, go, go. Preach, teach, make disciples, baptize. Go, go, go into all the world. Into all the world. And teach them to obey. And Mark 16, you know, no? These signs shall follow all those who believe. You know, you know what is our job, no? You know what is our job. But how many churches, even those who celebrate the resurrection, stay at that point? Hallelujah, Jesus was raised from the dead. Hallelujah, Jesus, we praise you, we worship you. He was raised from the dead to send us out as, as mini Christ, as mini Jesus, as part of his body. We lay hands on the sick, they recover. We cast out the demons. We cleanse the lepers. We raise the dead. For that, for that, hallelujah, for that he rose from the dead. For that he rose from the dead. To send us, to send us, as he was sent by the Father, the same way he sends us. Bah! That's Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is not just, oh, Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus, you are so wonderful. Wow, Jesus. But we... Who are we? We are the poor little worms. We are the poor sinners. Thank you, Jesus. I hope we will make it to heaven. Jesus, we claim your blood. At least we hope that we will be saved. If that's your church, don't seek the living among the dead. Why do you seek the living among the dead? You know what God actually has done in Ephesians chapter 2. Hambrakateba. Uh, we'll start directly where we put Tukurapapampam. Nenderebera Brabahashantam. Hmm. 115. Should we start? Should we read much word today? The day of resurrection. They had to remind, the angels had to remind the women of the word of God. So, okay. So today we are allowed to be reminded of much word of God. 115 Ephesians. Pause. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hmm. 113. In him, you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. When Jesus 
rose from the dead, he sent the Holy Spirit. We know Pentecost is coming, no? But for us, it's a daily experience. Because daily, we remember that he's born in us. Daily, we remember that he rose from the dead. And that same glory of the Father, that same Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. So that same Pentecost, hallelujah, the same Pentecost is a daily experience for us. It's a daily experience. So here, he said, mm, we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. In that time, Holy Spirit of promise. Now, the promise became reality, no? Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. So, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You are already bought by the blood of Jesus. You will be redeemed when you go to heaven. Amen? Then, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working inside of us. And Paul's great desperation is how to do. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Let them get that revelation knowledge. Let the Holy Ghost reveal to them who they are, what they have. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why not you understand you are part of his living body? You are a member of his body. That same spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he lives in you with exactly that same power. With exactly that same power. That power that raised Jesus from the dead, that power lives in you, operates in you, works in you, works in you, and works through you. Wow. Wow. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. We who believe. When we believe him, we receive him. Why do you seek the living among the dead? How much longer you will hear wonderful sermons without the life of God? Beautifully studied sermons without the transformed life. Only those who receive him, to him he gives the power, the authority to be made sons of God. Amen. John 1 verse 12, you know it, no? Only those who receive him, to him he gives the power and authority. Yes. If you sit under such a teaching of people who received him and who grow in him and whose eyes are being opened, spiritual eyes are being opened to understand all these things, then you can grow. You can grow, but no longer seek the living among the dead, please. No time. See, people sit in churches who don't teach healing, don't believe in healing. Healing that passed away long ago. And then they get some dangerous disease. 
And then they say, oh, there are other churches that teach healing. Okay, I will go there. Let them pray for me. Let them pray for me. You know, if you have not prepared, uh, if you have not built up your faith, for the moment when the attack comes, it is very difficult. The moment the attack has already come and the body already pulls you down, you're already very much weakened by whatever devil's work is going on in your body. In that time, to try to raise your faith to receive your healing is more difficult. So while you are strong, while you are healthy, stop seeking the living among the dead. Amen. Seek the living among the living. Find a church where you see the character of Jesus. The character of Jesus. The love being poured out. Love of God poured out by the Holy Spirit into their hearts. Lo real love of God. Not the dirty kind of using women, touching people, whatever. Not that kind of love. The pure agape love of God. That love where you find that love. That acceptance. And where you find the trust and the belief in everything God told and the willingness to obey the word, that place you go. Amen. To that place you go. Where you see people have a living hope. They have the foundation of the word of God. To that place you go. So, uh, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Hmm. Wow. So the real church, the living church, even principalities, powers, every name is under our feet. Amen. Because he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Wow. The church has actually all things under our feet. The body of Christ, all things are under our feet. All things are under our feet. Do we still suffer like under the circumstances? Somebody said, somebody asked a friend, how are you doing? He said, under these circumstances, I'm quite okay. And he said, what are you doing under the circumstances? Rise up. You should be above the circumstances. What are you doing under the circumstances? All things are put under your feet. You are the body of Christ. You are the church of Christ. All things are under your feet. See, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Wow. Is there anything that we are lacking? Is there anything we are missing? No. He fills all things in all. Amen. Ha, we are his body. He gave him to be our head. And under us, under our feet, all things, including principalities and powers, everything is put under us. And you, he made alive. You, he made alive. That's why you don't need to seek the living one among the dead. He made you alive. Now people must seek the living one and find him in you. Amen. You must be the one showing the Christ to the world. Amen. People must see, oh, 
Wow, there is a living God. I searched for him in all these churches, cathedrals, even, even in Jerusalem, in the garden tomb. I searched for him everywhere. But I couldn't find him. But now I see him. Because you, he made alive. I see him in you. I see Christ in you. I see the love of God in you. I see the character of God in you. This is your job in these days. Wherever you go, people must see God in you, Christ in you, the risen one in you. Hallelujah. That is our job. Mahantehim. You, he made a life who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. See that? The lusts of our flesh, that only we obeyed when we were under the prince of the power of the air. That's why keeping the flesh under, like Paul says, no, I buffet my body. I don't allow my body to do what it wants. I don't allow these lusts of the flesh. The lusts of the flesh worked in us when we were sons of disobedience under the power of the prince of the air. No more. That's why it's very important. When your body is trying to take over, take a fast. Body, no way. You will not dictate the spirit. You just starve for some time. And I will just eat the word of God. Eat the word of God. Let the spirit of God take over. Let the spirit of God take over. Let the spirit of God take over. And you know, that flesh will understand. That strong body, that strong flesh that you have, it will understand. No longer you walk among the sons of disobedience under the power of the prince of the air. No longer. Amen. See, we, we were um, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. <laughs> And were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Nature, children of wrath, just as all the unbelievers. No more. Anger is no more your nature. Amen. No more. Amen. Maybe you have to a little bit starve the flesh. Amen. Flush out a little bit. No problem. But you are by nature no longer a child of wrath, no longer a person of anger. You are a child of God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He made us alive and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow. Wow. Wow that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. You know this Ephesians 2, verse 6, 4 to 6, and especially verse 15 to 23, this is the meaning of Easter. For that Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. He went to the Father. He gave his blood. He redeemed us. Everything happened. But he raised us up together with him. Amen. He made us to be seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Our spirit is now seated in the heavenlies. From the heavenlies, we have the authority to command. We have the authority to rule and reign. If you see Jeremiah 1 verse 10, very powerful. God says, I have put you this day above the kingdoms 
above the nations. What? No airplane in this time? How could he be above anything? We don't read that he climbed to any high mountain to be above any kingdom. In the spirit, God put him above. In the spirit, God put him above. That is the meaning of resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead. In Christ, you have been raised from the dead. You have been made alive. You have been in Christ seated in the same heavenly places. In the same heavenly places. In the same heavenly places. You have been seated in Christ in a 100% victory position. 100% victory position. 100% victory position. Whatever rises up against the victory of the risen Christ, whatever in your life, whatever in your family, whatever in your ministry, whatever rises up against the risen Christ, come stand up. Right now we will rebuke it. Right now we take our place in the heavenlies. Right now we understood we will no more seek the living among the dead. We will no more allow any dead religion. We will experience the living one. And we will make other people to experience the living one. And we take our position. We take our position. That same power. That same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. That same power is working in us and through us. 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 Right now. Signs, wonders, miracles. Right now. Here. Here. At home. At home. In this family. In the ministry. Signs, wonders, miracles. Whatever the devil tried to kill. Whatever the devil tried to destroy. No more. No more. We are seated in the heavenly places. We are seated in Christ Jesus. Far above every principality. Far above every power. Far above every name that can ever be named. Oh, we have a living God. We don't seek him among the dead anymore. Oh, we carry the living God. People will see the living God in us and through us. Signs, wonders, miracles, angelic visitations, mighty miracles, mighty miracles happening now here, happening at home. Mighty miracles, mighty miracles, mighty miracles. Holy Ghost, take control. Holy Ghost, take control. Holy Ghost, take control. We have been seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, we have been raised from the dead. No longer children of disobedience. No more. No more. No more. Any kind of death can work in our life. No more. No more. Any kind of destruction can operate in our life. No more. No more. No more. Rahate. <laughs> we have been raised together with Christ to live in the heavenly places. That resurrection life of Jesus is our life. Every day our life. The resurrection life of Jesus raised by the glory of the Father. This resurrection life of Jesus is every day our life. Every day our life. Every day our life. Every day our life. It's our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. Every day. It's our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. The resurrection life of Jesus. It's our lifestyle. Jesus.